0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode twenty-three of the Split Decision Pod. It is me, your host, Roman Garcia, uh, joined by not in studio, but via uh, satellite telephone. PJ Katona. PJ, where where are you? Uh, where are you recording from uh, this afternoon? Um, well, I'm recording from my apartment.
1: I uh, would like to apologize for not being there. I uh... You know no excuses but my uh my friend is in from out of town and you know after class he asked me if i want to get lunch and you know i um i just did not did not think i don't know i um i just forgot so i would like to um apologize i know everyone will miss my my, my physical presence on the mic but i'm 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 still here um but yeah how
0: are you doing roman oh I'm i'm living the dream pal you know um it was nice I saw you last night. I would have loved to see uh, that, that, those beautiful blue eyes of yours in person. But in the words of the late, great Hannah Montana, everyone makes mistakes. Everyone has those days. You couldn't be in studio today, unfortunately. But thanks to the World Wide Web and technology nowadays, we still have you and we still have an episode for this week, which is great. Um, how, was your, uh, how was your night last night? I know I ran into you um, down at the Bloomington Bars, the local yeah. Kilroy's. How'd that treat you? Yeah, yeah, you know,
1: um, little five week, um, you know, two dollar Tuesday,
0: and, uh, I had a pretty good night. I had fun, you know. Yeah, I saw you were uh, with that one girl. How's that going? Yeah, I got a, I got a little, talking to a little lady. Yeah, we're, doing, we're doing good. You guys going steady? Well, and steady wins the race. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Yeah, I had a good night myself. Left around uh, maybe a shortly after you did, so maybe around two a.m. ish, which isn't terrible, not terrible. Bounced out of there at about one thirty, one forty-five. Yeah, I didn't have too many bevs, so you know, it was a nice, nice walk home. Um, but yes, we have a big slate ahead of us today, so I think we should just get right to it. I mean, we'll start off per usual. With last Saturday's action, um, which was headlo- or which was UFC Fight Night Kansas City, headlined by Max Holloway and Arnold Allen, um, do you want to start straight from the top, PJ, or is there anyone you want to highlight earlier in the card? Um, no, nah, I mean, I guess besides uh, Brandon Royval,
1: um, he had himself a very um, a highlight reel finish versus uh, Mateus Nicolau. That was a um, what was that? Number four versus number five in the flyweight and the flyweight uh, yeah. division. So um, yeah, Brandon Royval. I really um, before this fight, I, uh, I I liked him, and um, I think uh, I think everybody likes him now 100%. after that uh, beautiful, beautifully executed knee. That is his um, second consecutive first round finish. So he um, he's
0: either one fight away.
1: I would say he's probably one fight away from the title if he wins his next one.
0: I could see him uh, stepping up next. Honestly, I really don't know he who. else. Be. Yeah, really he could
1: know. be. He could take the winner of of you know Moreno and Pantoja. But yeah, he's definitely in the conversation
0: yeah. now. It'd be a bit weird though to have the the fighter from the prelims who headlined in the prelims on a fight night card that goes straight from that. To, uh, so baffled to
1: get that it was so low yeah, on the card. I that's can, so I ridiculous
0: that. to me. Uh, but Roy Val did say he promises he will never fight that low on a card ever again because I guess he has some brothers that are incarcerated and they don't have ESPN Plus. So hopefully that is the last we see of Roy Val on the uh on the prelims. Esper Mateos Nicolau. I mean, a lot of flyweights as it is have a hard time gaining uh much favor with Dana White. Nicolau doesn't have the most exciting uh, fight style. Roy Val promised Dana that he was going to make this fight exciting no matter what. So, you know, I'm sure he won't fall f- too far in the rankings. I mean, at flyweight, there's it's not the most stacked division, so you're never too many fights away from contention. So don't count him out yet, but as for Roy Val, like you said, I think title shot next would make sense. Uh, moving up, though, uh, Clay Guida teased us with a little retirement after he lost to Rafa Garcia. And what was his, uh, you do the math, Paul, on that. What's 38 plus 23? I'm sure you got the number. How many fights for Clay He's fifty He's uh, 58.
1: I think it's 38 and what, 20, did you say? Yes, yeah, I think that was his 58th career official. Um, according to ESPN, his 58th career mixed martial arts fight.
0: Yeah, that's a... Uh, absolutely ridiculous. I would have liked to see him call it a day, personally. Um, and I th- a lot of people thought who he was going to. He took the gloves off and everything, which is pretty ceremonial for when a fighter's about to announce their retirement. Um, but I guess he just wanted to wish his friend, like, happy birthday and... and yeah, Dana
1: White was not too... Uh, Dana White said he was not too happy with uh, that. Not happy at all. With fake, fake retirement.
0: <sighs> yeah, that's honestly... Um, I don't know. It's pretty cheesy to me. I don't really... I'm not really down for that like we had a retirement earlier between uh, Zach Cummings and Ed Herman a rare double retirement I'm that saying, was yeah uh, double. that was uh that that I've never <laughs> honestly before I saw the post on Instagram I had never seen either of them fight I had no idea who they were um but it was pretty emotional seeing them both bow down to each other in the octagon um, yeah it was cool Cool, cool, cool moment. Yeah, for so, sure. so we thought we were going to get the retirement of a legend in Clay Guida, but looks like he'll probably be fighting, I don't know, sometime within the next six weeks somehow, some way, and I'm Sorry, sure, man. I don't know. He's The thing is, he's actually going to find a way to win against somebody. Like I don't know how he does it, but...
1: Hey, you know, as old as he is and as long as he's been around, he always looks in, like in really, really good shape does. when, he when despite, like, he's fighting. He does, he does. Being 41 years old, you would not match his physique with, with his with, with his age, to say the least. Oh,
0: 100% not. But that being said, you know, Glover Teixeira, you know, 42 years of age, he <laughs> captured the title. Uh, All right. Dare we say. <laughs> All right. Well, All, right. We All right. Let's, let's relax. Let's, forget, let's not forget what
1: division he's
0: in. <laughs> You're saying Guido doesn't have a chance to make a historic run. An all-time run at the 155. If Guida has a chance, if Guida wins the
1: belt, <laughs> I will personally start training for the UFC myself. <laughs> nah, with I all know. due respect, with all due respect to Guida, as I say, I respect every UFC fighter and they would all absolutely destroy me. But if Guida <laughs> wins the belt, I promise you, you will see Prime You're dropping <laughs> Yeah, I promise it will be a prime time
0: P.J. Kipona cut to 155. <laughs> oh, no. Nah. Hopefully we don't have to see that anytime soon for your sake and for everyone's sake. Um, but yeah, Guida, fake retirement. Lost to somebody who I don't even know. But Rafa. Yeah, Rafa Garcia.
1: You... You guys, I've watched him before.
0: Heck of a last name. Heck of a last name. I like it. But Mar um, Garcia. Come on now. Those are the best of the best. It'll make them better than that. Um, yeah. Moving up on after that, in a fight which I thought might have had a chance at stealing Fight of the Night between Pedro Munoz and Chris Gutierrez. Um, we had a upset from the veteran Pedro Munoz. I thought, you know, this was gonna be his last fight as a top ten ranked fighter, but he found a way to get himself. A beat. Come again, pal. I
1: as I think everybody thought that uh I think a lot of I didn't see anybody take Munoz in this fight really. Mm,
0: no, not really, but uh he was pressing forward the entire time. There were some times that uh, Chris Gutierrez landed some counter shots, but Pedro, if I recall correctly, dropped him in the first round and uh, just kept the pressure up from that point. It was really pouring it on him. Uh, never looks good on the judges if you're the one who's uh, going backwards the entire time, even if you are landing the counter shots in between everything. Uh, so I don't think Chris Gutierrez did himself any favors with his inactivity. Um, but yeah, nice. I, I know I'm not I'm not too upset to see Pedro get the victory here. Um, even though I did pre- predict Chris Gutierrez I don't really have a horse in that race so you know Pedro's uh, still here to stick around uh, not yeah really you sh- know Go ahead, yeah
1: sorry going I was ahead. gonna say how you always say like you know there's the uh, ceremonial fight versus Munoz but um, you know like it's a pretty solid win and people you know being a Sugar Sean fan myself, like Pedro, until he got poked in the he eye, was, he might have. He was, he was hanging. In, he was hanging with Sugar. So you know, he's not. I'm not saying he can contend for the belt, but he's still. He's still mm-hmm. for real. I mean, he's never been finished in his career. So you know, it's not like he's taking too much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Too much damage either. So you know, he's still. He's still around in, um, this, in this stacked bantamweight division. Of course,
0: hundred percent. Um, the thing is he has fought a lot of these guys already who are within the top fifteen, so I can't say yeah. a fight versus Dominic Cruz would make sense. Um, uh, he just lost a couple uh, nights yeah. years ago. Uh obviously we have Song Yedong Dong and um Ricky Simone coming up this week. Um, but I think the the winner of that would probably roll into a fight with Cheeto Vera. Um, I do think Rob Font's gonna go with Piotr Jan. Um so I don't really know yeah. what to do with Pedro at this point. I pray that they do not do my man dirty and give him anybody with the last name Nurmagomedov, although <laughs> I would not be surprised if he's a sacrificial lamb in that one because I know it's going to be hard to find them a matchup. Yeah.
1: They could maybe give, I mean, I guess they could give maybe, him maybe Yanez. I mean, Yanez just fought. I know he lost, but, like, yeah. Uh, if you don't give him a, a Nurmagomedov, I don't know who else besides Yanez you yeah. could give him real.
0: Or the loser of Ricky Simone and Song Yudong. That would also make sense to me. Yeah, Uh, yeah, fair. Yeah, but he retains his spot in the top 10. um, A perennial uh, contender-ish, I don't know. But uh, after that, we had Ian Kutalaba taking on Tan Boser. That was at 205 pounds. That was a quick one. That was over after two minutes and five seconds. Ian Kutalaba... The uh, ground and pound, rocked him on the feet, got him up against the cage, easy as you like it, finished him off. Kutsalaba, uh, kind of like a Clay, clay Guida, just kind of finds a way, picks up losses, but then will pick up a victory, just kind of sticks around. Uh, don't really know what you do with him. Uh, is he a ranked fight? He's not ranked at the moment, I do not believe. So, I don't, oh, really, I don't really know what you do with Kutsalaba. No, a weird.
1: He's fought literally everybody already.
0: He yeah. fought he really lost
1: his losses are literally Jared Cannonier, Magomed twice, Glover Teixeira, Johnny Walker, Ryan Fan. Jesus. Um I mean he's fought you know, he's like you said, perfect comparison, Clay Guido, He can be he he <laughs> can get around with anyone that's not ranked, but once he gets up in the rankings, sadly. For him, he's just not quite at that level yet. Had a rough he had a rough twenty twenty two, lost all from fight last year um by finish but uh yeah I, I don't know what to do with him either maybe he's just had to fight quaguita
0: <laughs> yeah he can cut down they can meet it they can meet at 185 sounds like a plan they can meet them <laughs> <meet him>. yeah <laughs> but uh yeah well, from that we'll move right up into the co because i'm sure no one cared about that third fight from the top but uh that's barbosa taking on billy quarantino quarantio um, but, and much like a Pedro Munoz, I thought a lot of people thought this would be Edson's last fight in, as a top fifteen. Um, he wasn't a significant underdog, not as nearly as doubted as Pedro was going into this fight. But still, uh, I was a little uh, I was a little nervous about this one, not gonna lie. And even as the fight was going on, uh, Edson kind of looked like he was a little out of it. I think I thought he looked a little rocked on the feet, personally. But he found a way to land. Another one of those signature highlight knockouts of his. Uh, a knee right down Main Street as uh, Billy Quarantino was changing levels on him. Um, but, PJ, did you, were you expecting that? Did you watch that fight? And, like, I don't know, were you seeing what I was seeing out there? I, I thought Edson looked a little dazed before, up yep. until that he finished him.
1: Yeah, you know, he's he's 37, and, um, you know, he's a former, former lightweight. So, you know, now he's cutting down an extra 10 pounds. So, obviously... You know, as you get older, the weight cut does not get easier. Usually, you see it the other way around. Um, when you're at Edson's uh, stage of his career, usually, you know, the older they get, the more up in weight classes they go. But Edson, you know, he's still. I mean, I I've always loved him. I I haven't missed. You know, I haven't missed a fight of his. in, I don't know, quite a few, yeah. quite a few years. I yeah, he's still one of the most entertaining, electrifying, and uh, unpredictable strikers. I would say in the UFC and yeah, just a beautifully beautifully executed knee. I personally thought he was gonna lose this fight. But um yeah, you know, he's gonna stick around the rankings now. Maybe I don't know. You gotta maybe give him somebody ranked or something. Maybe you could give him um who could you give him? You know what should be? Gotta give him a Striker. A, you gotta
0: give him. Wait, hear me out. Yeah, give. I think maybe him versus Giga. If Giga has not retired, yeah, I don't know what that guy's doing, but Giga, What's I would like that would be a nice little kickboxing match. Um, yeah, I think. Have they David fought before? Fought. I have. A, I don't know why I feel like they might have fought before. Oh, those two? Yeah. No, I don't think. So. I don't think so. But mm-hmm. oh yeah, they have. You're right. You're yeah. right. not going not.
1: At, at the
0: at the Apex. Wow, yeah, you are right. Uh, I, yeah, that was only Yeah,
1: I don't know then. I forgot, dude, that was a nasty knockout. Too. Yeah.
0: He got he got destroyed. Yeah. But uh, so maybe we don't want to see that. That was when Giga yeah. Hi- That's when the Giga hype train was going was running rampant. Was
1: just, yeah, that's what I, everybody was talking about him being potentially the champion at the end of the year, which was terrible take by everybody,
0: and, uh, <laughs> including myself. I had, yeah. I was big on Giga, bro. Yeah. Um I love me a hype train, but, I'm not gonna lie.
1: Yeah, ice trains are, you know, it's good for the sport for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, you're still riding that Izzy hype train, which I think is pretty ridiculous at this point. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't know, I saw PJ at Roy's last night, and the uh, first thing he says, <laughs> what was the first thing you said to me? I just remember you spewing something about Izzy. Just so- I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what I said, but
1: I think I kind of did a little... A little motion that of uh the one two. Oh, yeah, you sh- you
0: shot me with three arrow with three. Oh, that's I I three
1: times. I thought, <laughs> you, time. I thought you, I you were just
0: forget. I thought you were just gonna do the one and then you you did all three and then you did the scream at the end. I was so <laughs> no, because I you no know, I had what? to do one 100- hundred celebration just like there's a hundred percent chance he loses that fight and then we did our best little imitate i did my best prayer imitation i hit you with that sneaky little leg kick down low i know that how's that calf feeling this morning by the way um not gonna lie i don't feel a thing so i don't know what you thought <laughs> uh, i know it affected you somehow that thing's probably purple as we speak yeah. But uh, back to uh, back to the fight night. Uh, we can just go up on to the uh, main event of the evening, which was the Blessed Express himself, Max Holloway, taking on Arnold Allen at 145 pounds. And uh, I think there's a reason Volkanovski says he wants Max Holloway to leave his division, and that is because he beats up all of the up-and-coming contenders um, before they get a chance to fight, take on Volkanovski. I mean pj i know you went with max on this one i thought arnold was being gonna be the first person to uh stop him i thought he had the power and it was a good fight um relatively i thought um but what did you see in this matchup uh and i really just don't know what you do with max holloway either so if you can give me your opinion on that i would love to hear it
1: yeah um you know max holloway is obviously still one of the best featherweights you know not only now but definitely of all time and uh you know, like you said, he's in a weird spot because he's literally, he's literally the second best fighter, and at the 145 pound division, maybe third when our boy Ilya gets a chance. But for now, for now he's second. Um, yeah, I don't even know what to really say either because he's just, he's so good. But just obviously, it just really that that fight to, like on uh, Saturday that fight proved to me like just how good Volkanovski actually is yeah. because. Like you said, Arnold Allen's probably, you know, behind Yair and—well, I guess, yeah, Yair and Max as well. I think, a, yeah, you know, I think he's but,
0: probably the third or fourth best fighter in that division. I think he's better than, like, a Josh or yeah, yeah. Calvin Cater. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, but I forgot what I was—no, just, like, how good Volkanovsky actually really is is crazy he, to me. Because he molly-whopped Holloway. And he butchered— he yeah. butchered him. Yeah, and this was a relatively close fight. Even though I, I know one judge, a couple of judges, 49-46, I think, which I think was a bit crazy, I thought. one, Yeah, one had, oh, two of them had 49-46, yeah. actually, but 48-47, one of them. Yeah, I thought two and five should have went towards Allen. But, or one and five, I think, yeah. Either way, Max Holloway, he gets the victory. He called out the Korean Zombie afterwards. Yeah. It's, that's like... I get it. I get Max Holloway really is really limited on who he can fight at this point. But jeez, yeah. do I want to see him just butcher the Chansang <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> for well, five he, rounds? Because he, a... his, his logic makes
1: sense though with the whole he said you know he's the only him and the Korean Zombie like they were they got brought up in the same era of fighting two legends of the sport and they somehow never ended up fighting each other. So um, you know that makes sense, but obviously, like you said, I uh, I would prefer to the the zombie goes out in peace. But in peace. sadly, it's never that. Sadly easy. In, the, in the Ultimate Fighting Championship, you rarely do you ever see no. fighters go out go out the down uh down the happy road. No, you so got, uh,
0: they crucify you before you leave. That's really how it works yeah, most of the time. Yeah, that's how the fight
1: business works. But yeah, I mean, I guess I would. Like to see it, like you said. There's really no one else you can give him, considering he's fought. I would like to say he's fought every single fighter in the top six, besides the Korean Zombie. And so, yeah, I don't think he's
0: fought Josh Emmett either. Has he? I don't think so.
1: Oh no, no, not Josh Emmett. But we know we know what would happen
0: with that. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, the Bless Express is uh back up and running per usual, but difficult position because. You know, but do yeah. you,
1: um, after this fight, do you think he has the best
0: chin of all time? Ha- has to, bro. I mean, has to. I mean, I see, what did Alan hit him with a few lefts, few rights, a few big elbows, and it's just like, all, all you see is just like he takes a moment in his head to reset. And then he's just back at it. And I'm just like, crazy. I mean, there are some people with good chins where it's like, like Poirier is an example. He has a good chin, but I've seen Poirier get cracked and have to like back up to the fence and, you know, cover up for like a couple seconds and take maybe 30 seconds off.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's got Poirier, like he said, he has a phenomenal chin, but even he's been finished. I just don't get like, how I don't know how, how his head works like that. Like he just does not go down either. I don't think he's ever been knocked down ever in his career either. Ever.
0: Ever. Ever. It's ridiculous, um, and he
1: has the most uh, significant strikes for his career by like two thousand, which yeah, is wild. No, he's well.
0: over, he's over three thousand at this point, which is ridiculous. No, but I mean, like the next
1: person oh, is yeah, like yeah, almost yeah. two thousand strikes behind him, which
0: is crazy. <sighs> Max Holloway, future Hall of Famer. He's gonna kill the zombie next time, but you know, hopefully that's we can, that's... hopefully we can delay that for a few months. Uh, yeah. but yeah good a uh, good uh fight night overall what would you rate it out of time p j um I'd give it about
1: a i would
0: go like seven and a half
1: eight yeah eight ish i go seven, seven and a half.
0: seven and a half would be my ceiling i mean to be fair, I was watching this at upstairs with the family while they were visiting this past weekend um so I didn't get to watch it with like uh the with the commentary and i think that kind of takes yeah a i
1: didn't way. either i was at i was at yourroys. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I'll give it a seven and a half. We had a couple, couple first round finishes. You know, I think I think Roy Val and Barbosa helped a lot with their with their high, highlight finishes
0: for sure. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'll give it a seven and a half. All right then. Well, what would you like to discuss next? We want to go to the fight night, or do you want to talk some boxing? Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis. Pick your poison.
1: Let's uh, get uh, we can get this, this little fight night out of the way real quick before we talk about Tank. Yeah, for sure. Um.
0: Um. Yeah, not, I don't know. Nothing. Sorry. You, you. You. can go. You can go. I was just gonna say it's a little. It's a much weaker card than what we had this past weekend. Definitely, uh, not ton of name value. I think really all that's worth mentioning. Are, well, it is worth mentioning. Mohammed Usman is actually still in the UFC. I wasn't sure, bro. It's been so long since he had his fight. Um, for the uh, what should call it? Ultimate fighting. How did I, what is the name of this? What is that? The Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, The Ultimate Fighter, since he fought for the ulti- in The Ultimate Fighter. Um, and then his last fight, which I didn't even realize, came against Zach Poga. Oh, no, that was The Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he had the since then. Been a couple months. Been a couple months. This is his first fight at heavyweight against a good up-and-comer himself in Junior Tafa um who I think might be too much to handle for Muhammad Usman honestly I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Tafa gets it done I mean Muhammad didn't look overwhelmingly impressive in his victory um he was he's just he's just a mammoth of a human being if you haven't yeah, seen he him is, yeah, you,
1: he's a he's a uh, I don't even know what you he's just an
0: absolute beast
1: he's he what, what what's I'm for like what are these scariest looking to <laughs> So it'd be on the opposite side of the octagon again, for no, sure.
0: That's <laughs> ridiculous, dude. It, it it if you want, like, it's like if you took Kamara Usman on a word document and you just kind of like stretched it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and well, if, if, if Francis Ngannou and Usman had a child, together,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's about yeah. That's an accurate description, but yeah, he's about the only fighter worth n- mentioning on the prelims, I think that'll be a good one. Cause he's able yeah. to junior Tafa four. zero. So junior, the brother of uh Justin in mm-hmm. undefeated. Uh, but yeah.
1: besides that, I would say the only other one mentioned, like worth mentioning would be Mr. Mr. Bobby green, who everybody yeah. obviously loves. Yeah. Well, that's on the, yeah. That's so for him, I, I would say stylistically not a favorable one for Bobby. I would say, cause obviously we know Bobby likes to, he says uh, his style of fighting is street fighting. So, um, and yeah, Jared Gordon, who's coming off the win versus Patty Pimblett. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see I'll, I'll, I'll that one goes. Who do you get? You, you think Bobby can do it? He's my he's Bobby is actually my favorite. Well, yeah,
0: I was gonna say he's a big favorite. I think that's. Wow, of, a lot of disrespect yeah, I was going Jared say, to So much disrespect going Jared. I thought he looked his best in his fight versus uh <laughs> versus Patty, which is crazy oh, because yeah. he lost to yeah, UD. Definitely. Um but we all know that UD. was a robbery. Uh as for Bobby, he kinda needs a win here. He's coming off back to back losses, albeit one against Islam Makhachev on short notice and another one uh against Drew Dober, who you cannot put down because he is his chin.
1: I was about to say, we're talking about
0: chin. Yeah, I mean, Dover's
1: arguably up there as well for best chins the
0: in the UFC. Is, his chin looks the part, too. I mean, that jawline's absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand, but... Uh, I don't know who I'll take in this one. Honestly, just because of the disrespect, I think I might go. I don't know. The thing is, I don't think he can land that right... It's hard to land. It's so hard to land against Bobby Green, and Jared Gordon doesn't really have knockout power. Um... Maybe I will go Bobby. I will go Bobby in this one. All right. Yeah. You know. Sadly, I'm actually gonna take. I'm gonna obviously be rooting for Bobby,
1: but I, I actually think I'm gonna take Jared Gordon here.
0: I, I I'm not upset at that. Honestly, I
1: think he. I I think he might just wrestle. He might he might wrestle his way to a victory. If he wants to stand and bang. So be it. Because he's he, he's getting put out. But I I think Gordon after his last fight with Patty, I think he kind of has a similar game plan that he did with Patty. You know. Kind of just mix in both the uh, wrestling, and you know he might be pissed. He might not want to let this one go to the the judges, though. Oh, no. You know, last time last time he did that, it cost himself a, a, a career defining win.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh,
1: yeah, I'll be rooting for Bobby, but I feel like Jared Gordon's going to come out um, feeling disrespected because he is disrespected. Yeah. I like think he's going to get it done, but like I said, hopefully Bobby and his street fighting style that he has that he says he has. We'll get that 30th career mixed martial arts victory.
0: Yeah. I won't be disappointed at whatever way the fight goes. Um, I'd be happy for either guy to get the victory, and I don't think any guy's going to be on their way out with a loss. So that should be the co-main, but the actual co-main is Brad Tavares versus Bruno Silva, which honestly I have no desire to talk about much. Uh, Although Bruno Silva, one year and one month ago, did give Alex Pereira a heck of a fight. The only man who did (laughs) not... Who, who ate that left hook in the UFC and did not immediately um, get erased from existence. Um, taking on Brad Tavares, is coming off a loss as well, versus Shrikas Duplessis nine months ago. Um, two... It's mean, the, the last time he fought. Wow. wow. It's, been a, it's been a minute. I uh, know, a fat minute for both of them. Uh, it doesn't seem, I feel like Brad Tavares is a name I see come up kind of regularly. so it does, yeah. It's a little bit weird that that was already nine months ago. But, you know, two middle-of-the-pack middleweights, um, both of them could use a victory. Both Bruno Silva, too. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, both of, them, both of them probably need a victory here. Yeah. They
0: uh, they might be getting the boot. I mm-hmm. uh, don't know who I'm, which way to swing here. It's a 50-50. It's a pick uh, I might just go Bruno Silva because I thought he had a nice performance versus uh, Alex Pereira. That was the last time I saw him fight, but...
1: Yeah, I would also. I'm gonna take Silva. I mean, he's got 22 victories, and 19 of them are knockout finishes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, dangerous kickboxer for sure. And like you said, if he can, if he can eat Pereira's shots. I, I, I no disrespect to of Tavares, but I,
0: I think, I, I think he'll be okay. Yeah, I think, I think he'll be alright. Uh, but this is very much a top heavy uh, fight night because in the main event we have two top tier heavyweights. Sergey Pavlovich taking on Curtis Razor Blades, um, Sergey seventeen and one a knockout machine. Scary as hell. Curtis Blades three wins in his last three fights. Um, a little bit upsetting to see how that fight versus Aspinall went down with the knee injury. But before that, he had knocked out Chris Dawkins, and two fights before that he or and the fight before that he won a UD versus Jorginho Rosen Strike. Um, so this is an interesting one. But although Curtis Blades might be the favorite or the slight favorite um, from what I'm seeing on Tapology, PJ, I think, uh, I don't know which way you're going, but I'm going to have to go with Sergei. I mean, have you seen that? I have I 100% going with Sergei. <laughs> I
1: really hope, I hope Curtis Blades wins because I like him a lot. But if I, I don't understand. I guess it's just because he doesn't have the most exciting personality. But this dude should be like, have the biggest hype train around his name. Oh, I mean, right. he fought... <laughs> he fought in the UFC six times. He made his debut in 2018 against Alistair Overeem, and he got knocked out, which isn't a bad loss by no by any uh, means.
0: Probably, and it's his
1: only that's his only career loss in mixed martial arts. But after that, he went on, and it, he hasn't had a fight last more than four minutes. Um, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that yeah, five consecutive first round finishes, including the last two over Tui Vasa and Derek Lewis, who are obviously two of the more dangerous strikers yeah. in the in the heavyweight division, and he, was, and he he made them look like they're amateurs. No, he finished both fifty five seconds.
0: Yeah, so
1: I personally, I I don't know why there is any bigger hype train or bigger hype I around Sergey because he is a scary human being, and <laughs> I honestly, I mean, now that if John Jones wasn't in this division, I would have one hundred percent said that Sergey is going to be the next champion, but. I mean, regardless, Sergey. I'm, I'm taking Sergey probably by knockout here, maybe third or fourth round. No, nah, I don't um, think it
0: goes that deep, honestly. Uh, Curtis, I but,
1: think I wrestle him though. I think I—that's my only. My if he doesn't wrestle, he wants to stand, then we might it might be another
0: okay. another
1: quick one. I'm gonna go third round knockout for Sergey.
0: Well, I just I see this uh, going a lot like the Derek Lewis fight. Honestly, for Curtis Blades, I think he's gonna be tentative with. The times he does choose to go in and exchange, he is gonna to try to shoot. But even if he does shoot, I really don't know if he can take uh, Sergey's ginormous. Um, but I just see an uppercut, or I don't know. He's getting chins. That's all I know. I, he <laughs> and I feel bad. I don't for, disagree with you. I, I feel bad because Razor Blades always seems to be one fight away from fighting for the title. Um, always. Always just one fight away, and of course. I mean, if he beats him, you have to, you have to, you have to help a brother out. You got to give him the title shot next. Um, but I don't. Yeah. I think this mountain's just too tall to climb, man. I just, I really don't know.
1: Uh, I agree. I mean, the fact that Sergey is an underdog kind of baffles me. But um, yeah, I, 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 for Curtis Blades, his chin's sake, I, I, I hope he uh, can find a way to have some success wrestling because I, Sergey's power and uh, his elusiveness is, um, you know, it's scary. I think he, he reminds me a bit of Gon, to be honest, with more power. Like, he's kind of, yeah. to be honest with you, he's kind of like Zero Gon, but he has yeah, he's maybe ext- 10 times more power.
0: Yeah, because he's extremely athletic, too, which is just so scary. 84-inch reach. <sighs> Very scary human being. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Only 30 years of age as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see if uh, we'll see if Curtis. All fair play to him if he finds a way to get it done. But I wouldn't be surprised if we're writing his obituary on Saturday night. Uh,
1: yeah, that'd be, that might be the case.
0: Yeah. So I'd like to say I, I'm excited to watch the entire card, but really, I'll be tuning in to watch this. I don't know, three four minute fight that goes down. <laughs> On Saturday, yeah, I'll be filling in for Bobby. I
1: might watch Usman. I'd watch, watch Bobby. TV. I'd
0: watch Bobby for sure. And then I don't know. Bobby's I, always. Funny. I kind of hope Usman gets chinned. You know how I feel about the other Usman, so. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> don't like Usman.
0: Everybody, in
1: case anyone didn't know,
0: he doesn't like Usman.
1: Uh. Very quick. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that uh, that that's a UFC Fight Night Vegas uh maybe like 74, 75. It's going down at the Apex, so there's not going to be that many people there, but yeah, I guess we'll get to we'll hear the thumping sound of Sergei Pavlovich's shots, which will be fun. Um but it's a rare instance in which a UFC card is not the biggest event going on this weekend. I mean, you have to say, you have to give it up to Ryan Garcia. And Javante Tank Davis for getting this fight made. It's going to be a co-promotion. It's going to be on Showtime and on the uh, Zone. Fight at or at lightweight, super lightweight, I believe, or at something around 138 pounds. Um, Ryan Garcia, 23 wins, 19 KOs. Javante Tank Davis, 28 wins, 26 KOs. So. They're shooting in the high 80s, low 90s in terms of knockout percentage, which is just frightening. But this is going to be the biggest matchup for both these guys. PJ, did you actually think that this fight was going to get made or did you just think that this was just more, you know, boxing, politics?
1: Yeah, I'm actually, you know, I'm surprised and I'm very happy that it actually did happen because like you said, boxing tends to be a sport where the best of the best seem to always end up ducking each other somehow, mm-hmm. or it just you know something happens where they end up not fighting. So, I mean, fingers crossed that we can get to Sad. we can get to we can get to Saturday um, before anything happens. Yeah, but um, as so. of right now, it looks like it's actually going to happen, and I'm I'm very excited oh. for this to happen. I don't know if you saw, but Kai Kai he was, uh, Tank yeah, was with Tank Davis was I was going to mention that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they—I um, I don't know if it's actually happening, but I think
0: they said they
1: both need to put the whole purse on the line for this fight.
0: Yeah, which uh,
1: obviously raises the stakes even more than they already are. So,
0: uh, I put a little poll on our Instagram to see if people actually think that that's going to happen. I personally, I think that's just kind of like a way to promote the fight. Um, yeah in terms of our votes 71% of voters say that they don't actually think that they're Uh, betting you can make
1: that you can make that 75 i just voted
0: no yeah there's just no way both these guys are walking away with no money i think um Uh but ah, this is just two high high level boxers both in their primes, Trevante, 28 years old, Ryan Garcia, 24 years old, in which actually you can argue Ryan Garcia is probably still not even hitting his prime. And it's uh, very admirable admirable that he's taking on a task as difficult as Trevante Tank Davis is. Um, this is a difficult one to predict because I think where a lot of their strengths are, are lay, um, a lot of the other fighter can capitalize on. Like, Ryan, lengthy fighter. Obviously, that left hook's insane. Super fast. Javante uh, Dangadis, like a little Mike, mini Mike Tyson, likes to get in on the inside and just power in both hands. You cannot get touched with the left hook or the right hook. <sighs> or Ryan, mean, you got a mean uppercut as well. Oh, yeah, the uppercut's okay. Yeah. I'm a well-rounded fighter. <laughs> Underrated defense as well, which I think – might be where he has the biggest advantage uh, against Ryan Garcia in terms of his defense. But that being said, I don't think Gervantes ever fought a fighter as just tall and lengthy and not nearly as fast as Ryan Garcia is. This is a difficult one to predict for me, PJ. I'd be interested to see where you're going um, with this one first before I give my prediction.
1: Yeah, um, you know, there's obviously, besides just the records and the hype, I'd also like to say... I have mad respect for Ryan Garcia because, you know, usually on Instagram or something like that, you just see these little young prodigies, uh-huh. um, you know, and they're like, oh my God, this kid's going to be the next, mm-hmm. the next LeBron or the next Mike Tyson mm-hmm. or the next. And Ryan Garcia has actually, contained, like, I, I, I don't know when I saw him, but I saw him at a very, very young uh-huh. age. Like, I want to say year like at yeah, least eight I, or nine years yeah, I was ago gonna say, you know on at the Instagram, very least in,
0: at the very least in high school i definitely saw him like yeah was, when he used to spawn sponsor, to be sponsored by Jim shark and i would see yes and,
1: girls and were like posting. the fact that he's actually now going to be fighting for this you know this not the fact that he's fighting this big of a fight and he's made it this far i have mad respect yeah. for because usually you, you see those kids and you're like wow i mean they they, they look good now but where are they are actually actually mm-hmm. going to be in mm-hmm. in five years but uh yeah so i just want to say respect to that, but with that being said, I I'm still gonna favor I'm I'm gonna take Tank in this fight. I think um I, I just think he's gonna land a uh I don't know what it's gonna be. It's gonna be a left hook or a left uppercut. I I, I just I don't know. I have this like image in my head of him just landing a big shot and I think
0: Ryan falls asleep uh, easy to go down and yeah I don't think he's getting back up. Yeah. That's the thing with Tank is like if he hits you clean, you don't you don't survive a ten count. You just go to sleep. So it's literally do or die when you're in there with him. Yeah. Um, I
1: also think Ryan Garcia might be a tad like he's very young, and I think you know mentally, I think and I, like I said, great fighter. I think I think he might get a little too excited and not. I think he might. I I just I just like see him flipping up on defense and making a mistake, and I see Tank capitalizing.
0: And I'm just going to leave it at that. I could very well see that too. I could very well see him leaving his chin out when he probably shouldn't getting caught with a uh, with a counterpunch and getting put to sleep. But that's just a figment of my imagination. And if there's one thing about Ryan Garcia is he got a heck of a last name and he has a heck of a nationality behind him and a heck of a nation behind him, which is the great country of Mexico. And I would be, um, it would not be in line with my uh ethical code to go against a Mexican in this one, even if it is the younger man, the underdog, and people think he's gonna get chinned. I've just seen this confidence from Ryan Garcia from the get go. He's been calling for this fight for over two years, which is pretty crazy to me. And he made sure that they got it done. Um and he really just did not have to. I mean, this is boxing like we're saying. Guys like this, like this fight could occur 10 years from now and it would still make millions, but it wouldn't be the same fight. Ryan Garcia wanted this fight right now, and I think that's for a reason. He says he does well against Southpaws, um, and he evidently has. You know, He's knocked out a whole bunch of them. Um, And I just think, I don't know. I believe in the guy. He believes in himself. I think he really has been doing everything he possibly can to be as prepared for this fight as he can be. And I think, I think someone's getting knocked out in this fight. I don't think there's any way this goes to distance. I I, I agree. Uh, that being said, I'm man. watching
1: Garcia. I'm watching Ryan Garcia's highlights as we speak, and that 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 left hook is absurdly like. I mean, it's, it's like
0: you can't see it sometimes. Like it's
1: ridiculous. no, you really cannot see this. This is This is this is crazy. But uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he he um. Yeah, if that left hook lands, I mean. I would be like I, don't know, I think you said. I would be happy for either fighter if they won, because um, I, like I said, I respect Ryan Garcia for actually being the the uh, prodigy that I that he was going to be eight, nine, ten yeah. years ago. So uh, yeah, I'm excited for this. This is one of the only times I'll be excited for a boxing fan, I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I think I've made it clear. I don't. <laughs> I'm not a massive
0: fan of, of boxing like you are, but I'm actually very excited to watch this one. Oh, this one's going to be a barn burner. I would not miss it for the world. I know it's going to be difficult because we're talking Saturday at the end of Little Five. So I don't know where yeah. I'm going to be watching this at. I don't know what I'm going to be watching. Gonna
1: be, probably going to be streaming it on my phone. My, on my I was going to say,
0: this, <laughs> is gonna, this is probably going to be something that's pulled up on the phone while everyone's screaming at me and trying to get my attention somehow and my eyes are just glued to it. Um, I would also like to add... Paul, our favorite co-host, guest co-host when he comes on, says he wants everyone to know that the entire, the whole Zekman family is betting on Garcia's speedy check hook for the KO round eight. I'm going to go, I like that round as well. Um, But I might just go lucky number seven on this one. I might go seven, Ryan Garcia. Yeah, I uh, I just put in a, put in topology. I put round nine. Round nine, I got Tank. Tank getting the finish. All right. So, yeah. Probably over six rounds, I think, makes sense. Um, but, yeah. Like, like we said, I'd be surprised if it w- goes the distance. Uh, I'm really excited Man. for that. I'm about as excited for that as I've been for any boxing match in a very long time. Uh, it's going to be nice that that Sergei Pavlovich-Curtis Blades fight's going to be over really quick, hopefully. And I get to go right into that. Um yeah that being said though PJ any extra <laughs> news any bits of information you'd like to add before we sign off here
1: uh yeah, I got a couple things but I'm just I'm watching tanks highlights now and dude people just like it's like it's like like a video game when like you get like a <laughs> when you get like a power up dude just, like people just fly backwards when oh, tank no, lands up kills them
0: also, I'm looking at myself, you know, we got these cameras here. Andrew, why didn't you tell me that I needed some lotion, bro? I am looking ashy as hell right now. <laughs> I looking. wish I could make fun right now. I I can't. We gotta, keep, we gotta keep these elbows below the desk for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I got um
1: got a couple matchups, a couple other things I wanted to, you know, get your uh get your opinion on. Where um I wanted to ask you about uh I know we made a list a long time ago when we first started with a, like, kind of a, we made, like, a route, a Mount Rushmore, I believe. <sighs> and uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov actually put out his MMA GOAT list, and I wanted to get your.
0: Wasn't it, like, supposedly a top 10, which really turned into, like, a top 20?
1: It's a top 15, but there's, like, oh, 20 yeah. guys' names right here. Yeah. So we got, what he has is he has at his number one, Fedor slash John Jones, which I, I don't really. I can't say I oppose that. And then he has GSP at two. I know you think, don't you? I'm pretty sure you. Uh, GSP is <sighs> your number one, yeah. correct? Yeah. All which, things. Which include. I think I think those three can go in whatever order you want them. Mm-hmm. And then he has followed Anderson Silva, Demetrius Johnson, Daniel Cormier. He sold Henry Cejudo with an H. Of course, he did. And then. Yeah, Aldo at seven, Usman at eight, <laughs> your favorite fighter at nine, Adesanya, Shh. DJ Penn at ten, Royce Gracie at eleven, and then he's got a bunch of like uh, he's got at twelve
0: Randy Couture, Flash, Cain so That's So stupid.
1: Yeah, I don't know. He's kind of a but. Um, you got to pick. Yeah, I just wanted to. I think the top five. I can't say I disagree with his top five of Fedor, Fedor Jones, GSB, Anderson Silva, Demetrius Johnson, and Daniel Cormier. Nah. Um.
0: Any, uh, any oppositions or, uh, opinions? I mean, I've seen a lot of people saying Henry Cejudo is pretty high up on that list, but I think, you know, as much as we dislike him or on this side of the podcast, I, uh, the success speaks for itself. Double champ status and an Olympic gold medal. Although he did say MMA. So if we're talking strictly MMA, we're talking double champ. Not a whole lot of title defenses and not the most competitive divisions. Um, not at the time, especially for bantamweight. Nowadays, if you said you were the bantamweight champion, you know that carries a lot of uh, luster. But not yeah. so much back then. There weren't a whole lot of names in that division. Kind of crazy to see how far it's gone. It's come in the short time since Sahudo retired and then came back. Yeah. Um. You know, he didn't put himself on here though. He did not put himself oh, yeah. on on the list. What a humble, uh,
1: what a humble guy. <sighs> what a humble being. Here. Yeah. But. I don't know where I think I'd stick them. I think I'd stick them either in between Silva and Johnson, or in between Johnson and DC. To be honest, I think I'd have them at three or I have them at four. I think I don't know if I can head of Jones and GSP. I, I, I don't think I can.
0: I think I think Jose. I think Jose is higher on the goat list personally than Khabib. In my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean. right, that's a that's a bold take, but I mean, you know, it's uh you know, could he? You know, he hurt himself on the on the on the goal list when he he left so early.
0: So, I mean, I know a lot of um, people talk about how dominant he was, but at the end of the day, I mean, yeah. When, when people are talking about these lists, we're not going to be going back and looking at these fights and saying, "Oh my God, look how look how much ground control he had in these eight fights on his run." No one looks at that sort of thing. Um, so, if we're talking just legacy, I think Jose Aldo has a bigger legacy then. Could be, in my opinion. So you I'd know,
1: I, I would agree. That's why when you were saying the whole, like, dominant, I, I think this is a greatest, and then greatness, I think greatness includes their legacy. Yeah. I think when you go, when you talk about, you know, they talk about GOAT, if we're talking about the boat, I mean, I think he arguably is maybe one of the best of all time. But um, in terms of a legacy, it's hard to put him over guys that have won belts at two divisions and have weight, you know, multiple title defenses. You know, Khabib had, what, I think, 11 or 12 fights in the UFC, and Jon Jones had 15 title fights in the UFC. Yeah. A, 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 so, yeah, I mean, tough. But, um, but on the list, I would have liked to know where he actually thinks he is um, on the list, but I guess we'll never know.
0: Yeah. Um. No, we'll never know, but he probably thinks he's the best of the best. But on the yeah. topic of the— I don't— I don't see McGregor one, which is a little confusing, but besides yeah, that... I, I, I do actually, that. that's actually worth mentioning. Why is McGregor not anywhere on this top 15? We're talking yeah. the first double champ in UFC history and two of the hardest <laughs> weight divisions. Come on. Yeah. <sighs> Clearly some hating going on there. But on the topic of the GOAT, I do want to discuss with you. Um, voted on by over 100 current NBA players when asked who the GOAT is, 58% went with Michael Jordan. That is an overwhelming majority. 33% went with LeBron James. PJ, how do you feel about that?
1: You know, I've actually, you know, I've come to peace with people. I, you know, like I, like we just mentioned right here, I, I've come to the conclusion that, you know... Greatness, um,
0: greatness and greatness, best.
1: Yes, I would like to say that. Right now, I think Jordan's legacy is probably, it definitely... Is better, which would make him the greatest of all time. But still, personally, me, I think when we talk about the best individual basketball player of all time, I will never not say LeBron James. But when the Lakers win ring them, when when LeBron gets ring number five this year, I I'm gonna have to start going back to the goat conversation. Surprisingly,
0: so, they actually might do it. I had a, I thought the Warriors were gonna make a run. It's not looking too good right now. Uh, especially yeah,
1: they can't play on the road. They just cannot get. No. They can't play on the road. They can't play outside of. Uh, whatever the thing is called nowadays. I don't know if it's still called Oracle Arena yeah. or whatever.
0: Well, is Draymond going to be suspended for the next game? Or... Yeah, Draymond's playing the next game, I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, that comes in handy, but...
1: I don't really agree with that suspension at all. Um, personally, I think Zabonis, Zabonis kind of grabbed his leg. Yeah, legs.
0: I know. I saw you tweeted that. Um, uh, yeah, he definitely grabbed his leg. Should. <laughs> Draymond should not have stomped on him like that though
1: <laughs> he probably shouldn't have, but I mean I, I think he was gonna step on him regardless just because of the way his weight and his body was moving yeah. but um, yeah he definitely added a little extra emphasis on the uh, oh, yeah. th- he
0: definitely he, he drove the knee through the shin that was 100% yeah. um but uh hey, it's playoff basketball I like to see it uh but that being said though you had Drew out also besides Khabib's goat list do you have any other news info that you wanna get out
1: um yeah, also, I just wanted to share this fun fact. I actually never knew this until this fight, that Max Holloway's real name is actually not Max.
0: What? Okay.
1: And I I guarantee you, you I could give you 5,000 guesses. I promise you, you would never guess what his actual name is.
0: It hit me, brown. His
1: actual name, his first name is Jerome. <laughs> his name is Jerome Max. I don't even know how you the third name is spelled K E L I. Apostrophe I, Kaleli Holloway. Let's see what it is. Jerome Max Kale- Kaleli ukulele ukulele Max
0: <laughs> ukulele. Ukulele. Ukulele Yeah, that is a fun fact. I was actually baffled when I found this out. I had zero clue. Jerome, yeah, there's an old video. Jerome Max blessed Holloway training. He
1: actually looks like a Max too. That's the thing. He is. I mean, he is not he like is a
0: Jerome. He looks like a Max too. Not a, Max yeah. Arnold, not a Max Arnold, though. Definitely not a Max Arnold. No, definitely not.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought I'd share that with you because I also did not expect. I didn't think you'd know that either because was, that was news to me.
0: Nah, fast brother. I like when you hit me with that random stuff. It really ca- keeps me on my toes. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's what I'm here for. But um, besides that, we have some matchups we got. Davidson
1: Figueredo and Manel Cape are scheduled for UFC 290 July 8th, which will be international fight week in Las Vegas. Um, sadly we have, and Moikano is now out of this fight versus Armand Sarupian. Um, that was supposed to take place next week after, after Sergey and blade. Um, so now they move song Yadong versus Ricky Simone into the main event for April 29th. Um, yeah, they actually, Sarukian actually tweeted out on Twitter. He said, respect to Benel Dariush for taking the, uh, for accepting the fight. Um, so I guess Benil was actually down to fight Sarukian for the number one Oh, that's what spot. I
0: saw. I, I remember I texted you when, when that, obviously when we had both those information that that fight fell through, I said, it makes the most sense if just Armand steps in with Dariush, which would have been super unfortunate unfortunate for Darius I think if he had to fight another top young prospect at the lightweight division but luckily that's not the route that they're going Um, yeah respect
1: to Benny I really I really like Benny Um, but I think yeah where is it they scheduled excuse me but with that being said they took um, Charles Oliveira sadly he got injured um, in his fight camp and they're pushing that uh, fight back to UFC 289 mm-hmm. per the Schmo. That's what the Schmo, uh, the schmo said. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. UFC 289 Darius versus Oliveira now. But um, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with Taruki now. Mm. Um, I guess they could just maybe wait it out. I don't know how long or how bad or severe the uh, Moikano injury is.
0: Oh, but
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I obviously Moikano
0: wants money. Yeah. So. Unless they go Jalen Turner, unless they go Jalen Turner for Armand in the in the meantime. Oh, uh, please, please yeah. not. Yeah. Already got by that bum gamrot. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, that guy is a bum. Fuck, I hate the way he fights. But whatever. Um, I did see him, Jalen Turner, calling for that fight versus Dan Hooker, which I think would be a good matchup for both the guys. Yeah,
1: I hope. That. Um,
0: Badly, I don't know. Hooker.
1: Hooker surprised me in his last fight. So yeah, he he might have a
0: chance there. But um. No, what surprised yeah. me in that fight was Claudio Pueli's fucking sorry, <laughs> shooting for his life. I do he got booted. I think he got booted out of the UFC. I I haven't heard nothing. I'm pretty sure he got booted because he's terrible. Let me see this. If he I, he deserved. I remember right after the pod on the podcast. That was
1: uh, the most pathetic. Unless he was hurt, and he didn't say anything. That was the most pathetic performance on, on a main card I've uh, ever yeah, seen in my life.
0: He essentially just just gave up after a while. Uh, he just. Yeah,
1: he, there, it was like a UFC fighter in like UFC four. Like on the on PS five when yeah, someone about, just I'm stamped thousand leg hooks or whatever, leg locks. That was pathetic. But oh. while you do that, I will announce we also got um Jonathan Pierce. Um I believe he also got injured. He was supposed to fight Bryce Mitchell. Ooh. And now they have most far he's Lo I never know how to say that oh, name. Oh that guy's pretty Travis dangerous out here. Yeah, he's dangerous. Bryce Mitchell coming off the knockout loss to our boy, Ilya Siporia. And um, yeah, most far they, um, he's dangerous. He's ranked number 10. Bryce Mitchell's number 11. Um, yeah, Bryce Mitchell hopefully improved his striking a tad because his striking was nowhere near the level of Ilya Siporia's in his uh, fight.
0: Well, that's a lot of people. but
1: Yeah. Um, what else do I got here? Um so the UFC announced I guess or I don't know what it was, but they said Dustin Poirier is reportedly next in line to fight Islam Makachev
0: if all things the
1: lightweight so. title. And Dariush is out Dariush I forgot exactly what he said, but he, he said he's really I mean obviously rightfully so really pissed off about that.
0: Yeah, well I just uh, I I I watched the interview he had with the Schmel and he was saying that he called up Hunter Campbell who does a lot of the UFC matchmaking. And uh, he was asking, like, can I just not fight Oliveira and just fight for the title next? And they said it wouldn't be possible because Dustin Poirier is ranked ahead of him currently and has a more yeah. recent victory. Uh, I,
1: have the quote. I have the quote right here. It says, he said, basically, the way they put it is, like, I'm not the number one contender is the way they put it. They said there's people ahead of me, and they specifically pointed out Dustin Poirier. At that point, I was about to flip a table. <laughs> So yeah, nah. you know, rightfully so, I would also be very pissed off if I was Vanille Darius in this situation. 100%,
0: 100%. Obviously he doesn't do himself any favors by being uh, boring, but... But all I'm seeing here is, if Dustin Poirier gets the title shot off Michael
1: Chandler, mm. this dude fighting <laughs> Chandler.
0: So um, if that's all it takes... Um, yeah, we're talking business. We're talking business the two together here what i'm trying come to on, come on now who's fighting michael Chandler next mm, come on now. and new <laughs> i honestly i don't think there in our entire 23 episode run i there may have yet to be an episode in which conor mcgregor does not come up at least one time yeah i'm sorry not sorry for that but, um. <laughs> and he has fought zero times or he ben-
1: yeah, <laughs> then, but fight the <laughs> But hey,
0: that's what happens when you're the biggest money maker in the game. He is the game. Yeah. Um. um what else so,
1: yeah, I got here? A couple other low key matchups: Irina Aldana versus Raquel Pennington, going down May twentieth. That would be in the oh, what, what division is that in? Uh, Um, in the bantamweight division. Um. Raquel Pennington, number two. Aldano number five. We got Joaquin Buckley versus Andre Solow. Um Also going down May 20th. Joaquin Buckley, everybody everybody knows him. Still has one of the nastiest knockouts in UFC history. First first fight at 170 for him, well, too. I was say, also moving down to welterweight, mm-hmm. so we'll see how that goes. Um, and what? lastly, Chase Hooper versus Nick Fiore. I just wrote it down because yeah. Chase Hooper
0: yeah. Chase Hooper's
1: still like 15 years old somehow.
0: Yeah, but I don't know, man. That hype train is yeah. is long is long gone. Uh, he
1: yeah, he, he kind of yeah, you know, yeah. not there. But um, yeah, uh, I think that's all. Like oh, but uh, the UFC now since since Dariush and Oliveira is not happening at UFC two eighty eight. Oh, they're looking. Um,
0: they're on the hunt for a, a co main. They're
1: memory. on the hunt- CoMaine and Gilbert Burns versus Baloma Muhammad is one that has been mentioned. Uh, Gilbert Burns tweeted on Twitter, I will fight anyone. Malal Muhammad responded with I will too fight anybody. And then Burns also said to Dustin Poirier, he I can't find the quote, of course. He said something on the lines of, you know, yeah, he said Poirier, all respect um, I just think you and I would be a great fight. Yeah. And I I completely agree. Um, with that, but I don't really see that happening. Dustin yeah. said he's not really in fight shape, but money talks. I that probably won't happen. But if Bilal, no, I doubt it. Yeah, if Falal and um, uh, Gilbert Burns fought for the co-main, I think that would be just as good as Oliveira versus you know, in terms of in terms of popularity and yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Super. I think that'd be very similar to for sure um, that fight. But that they need a co-main because oh yeah, part that.
0: great yeah. A lot of people just saying it's a fight night with the title. Fight night on. with the title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, I've also yeah. seen them. Paulo Costa has been tweeting about uh, just fighting at 205 against Jan Blachowicz. That's been some back and forth that's been going on today. Jan Blachowicz tweeted out that he got offered the fight and said yes, but that Paulo Costa said no. Or I have the tweet pulled up right here. Oh, and of course it goes away. Oh, new fight announcement. Uh, Nassandre Amabla versus Chris Curtis UFC so, yeah. 289
1: Wrong. I just got to share
0: this fight, this fight was uh, announced not too long ago or was scheduled not too long ago if I recall correctly I think
1: maybe I, I I got it on the, it popped up on Twitter for me like right when we started the episode and I was going to mention it and I did not but uh,
0: yeah uh, we got that as... yeah like you were saying Chris Curtis I think that's just a guy you give fun fights to and that'd be a fun fight
1: yeah, even though he's uh, – I don't know. I'm
0: not really a fan of him anymore, if I'm being completely honest with you. He likes to – kind of like to cry after he loses. Yeah, that's – I'm not a big – I've never been a big fan of that. Um, Oh, my God. Sorry, I just remembered yeah. something, but never Never mind. I was
1: uh, looking at some tweet I have, well, I have one more thing that I was going to share. I also cannot remember now. Oh, um, speaking of Jan Blachowicz, he was saying that he's seriously considering cutting down to 185. And uh, <laughs> getting the rematch without Asanya, which I don't know how. I don't think he should, he should do that. Do that, but he actually said he was being for real, so I, I don't, I don't see that happening. But um, I don't think he should do that. Please don't. Do I don't. That. Think, yeah, I don't really. I mean, I don't know. I think he. I mean, yeah. like you said, he, he pretty much. I kind of dominated Izzy last time they yeah, fought. I mean, the
0: whole that the whole reason he was able to do that is because he was the bigger guy. If he sucks himself yeah. down to one eighty five, that is just brutal. That is not a smart decision. I mean, we've seen Pereira obviously do that. He, you know, kills himself to make one eighty five, and then goes in there at two twenty, and even that's still not enough. And I just uh, obviously Blahovich yeah. possesses different skills, but I still just I don't think I don't think at one eighty five, there's just no, not, there's I just mean, not people, not a lot of people who can beat Adesanya.
1: I, I agree, but um, if Blahovich were to somehow do that, I mean, he would. I mean, I I think I would favor him, obviously. Do you think just pick, because you
0: think if he he cut down to 185, you take?
1: I don't that. know how. Yeah, the weight cut would be would be tough, but let's just say he has a good. Yeah, he somehow has a good weight cut. I think. Sadly, I would have to actually not favor Izzy. Um, I'm sure you'd be happy about that, but
0: I would love that. I don't,
1: <laughs> I don't see it happening, so no reason to really go in, into detail. But yeah, worth mentioning.
0: Worth mentioning. Um, Why
1: would we not in Adesanya on
0: this podcast? Now, here's the thing with Adesanya is he tries really hard, really really hard to make himself something that he's not, and he's not a superstar, and he's not that great of a fighter. But all right, let's <laughs> he He's a superstar. You see, you, you draw you draw this out of me though. Every time you mention his name, because you know that I have no choice but to talk a little BS about him. Uh, I know he's just, just ridiculous. <sighs> he's okay. He's no Brandon Moreno. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Yeah, anything, that's what? What? What you going to say?
1: No, I said that. I said that was all I got. In oh, terms of okay.
0: Sorry. I thought you were puffing up your chest over the cell phone for a second.
1: No, maybe I am, but no. I'm uh, done. When I
0: saw you at Roy's last night, and I had my hands locked. You know you were going up and over if I, if I really yeah, wanted but, to, right?
1: But I, but I, I uh, left you frozen like Elsa. So. <laughs>
0: i wasn't expecting that <laughs> okay if that's all you got then i guess we can wrap things up here uh, all in all a good episode considering you know we weren't face to face yeah um, i
1: would uh, like to um i'd like to apologize that that's on me i um
0: yeah just you know i was just being an idiot all good so, uh, you know I think positive,
1: I'm happy you're
0: still able to get the episode off oh 100% no. that's all that matters and besides I'm pretty sure 95% of listeners probably just listen to the audio version anyway so yeah. this is probably no different for them um, but either way nice that we got the episode done nice that I got to talk to you for one hour nine minutes and so on um, thank you Andrew for being just the best producer guy just ever you're like the Jamie of Joe Rogan he's to us. Um, like, he's like the Metro Boomin. Yeah, you like Metro uh, Boomin. <laughs> you're like the Metro Boomin. Bo- Bo- for real. Uh, thank you, ISTV, and the whatnot. And uh yeah, hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at the Split Decision Pod and on Instagram's Pod Split Dec. And we will catch you guys later. Adios.